37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends, and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week we're taking a break from the old routine as we take a look at Muppets Haunted Mansion. I'm your host, your ghost host, Chris Fletcher. I'm your very own Memento Mori. I'm Lucy Leota Rain. Ah, nice to meet you. Hello, friends. I'm Hugh Rain. Yeah, that's so strange. <laughs> Anyone listening, we uh, we have a rather amazing uh, mm. overlay on our YouTube version of this at the moment. Hugh has done some fantastic grim grinning ghost effects for us, and we are currently heads on plinths. Um, we we also started recording, and then I realised we hadn't got the audio working properly, so we had to start again. And uh, I'd corpsed, uh, forgive, forgive the pun, um, oh, no. at, at your uh, your fuzzy bear the first time. Yeah. And I thought I'd be all right the second time, and I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> at all. It got me again. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Anyway, how are hey. we doing? How are we doing? Good. Good. It's good to be here. I feel like I haven't spoken to you for 10 minutes. It's been end. thousands of years. Yeah. Or hundreds. We, it's we, not appropriate. Well, well, to be fair, for the classics viewer, for the... For, for the classics listener, it has been quite a while. And what we generally do when we start these shows is apologise for the long time between shows. But the actual fact of the matter is, we've all had COVID at yeah. one time mm. or another over the last few weeks. And so getting together to record has been a really difficult thing. And when we have been able to record, we've had real technical difficulties as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we are able to do it remotely, but it's not as good. It's difficult. We, we've had problems. It's just... And we have all been ill with COVID as well. Yes, we have all way. been ill with COVID. And then just to make things even worse, we realised last week that uh, our fantastic classics order that we've been working through this whole time, <laughs> yeah. somebody, and I'm not saying it's me, but I am the forceful one when it comes to what episodes come next. Um, somebody mentioned that we should be doing Zootropolis when we should have actually been doing Big Hero 6. Yeah. We all just went with it. No you know, one questioned I it. just have to say this now because I, I do the history and the research. And as I was reading about uh, Zootropolis, two or three times it said something like um, a better box office than Big Hero 6 or this effect had first been used on Big Hero 6. And I did kind of go, oh, like that. But, I th- but often they have two films in production at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe that's just w- what they're doing. Um, and I just, I trusted... Chris Fletcher. I know you would trust more me, wouldn't you? I'm than I Chris, trusted the authors of the books I was reading because I just I presume you know everything, Chris. I'm afraid. Yeah, hey, I don't. Sorry about that. But let's, let's. There's no blame here. No. No. There's only shame. But then, <laughs> so, so anyway, once we apologise for things being late, what we then do is generally I say, but we're going to try and get back on track now. So we are. We're going to try and get back on track now um, by going backwards to come forwards. But first, it's Halloween, and we didn't want to miss out an opportunity to have a Halloween show because I think. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the Christmas specials and the Halloween specials are, mm. are the things that I enjoy and the most. And Disney yeah. Plus supplied us, supplied us with such a doozy this year. Yes. It would have been rude not yeah. to. Well, because I, uh, I, I had a reminder in my phone from like November last year or something that said, watch Mr. Boogity on Disney Plus. So Halloween came around and put Mr. Boogity on. 
and it's rubbish. <laughs> and there's uh, we watched something called Under Wraps on Disney Plus about a mummy, and it was kind of cute. It's mm. modern. It's 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 bog standard, you know. It's like Bonnie seemed to like it, didn't it she? It was the same standard as if you've ever seen the Buddy movies, you know, oh, with okay, the five, yeah. five little dogs. It was that kind of standard of humour and production. Mm. But mm. surely none of these could be as bad as the fact that Monster Family Two is about to come out. Oh. <laughs> I. I don't think I've watched this at all. I don't. think Hugh watched it when I was out, watched 15 minutes, said it's awful and turned it Bonnie off. and I watched it and and uh, I said to Bonnie, are you liking this? And she said, no, should we turn it off? This was like a couple of years ago. So we turned it off, it was rubbish. And just to, I, we, we're going on our full film, family film recommendations now. But um, <clears throat> different studio, but Hugh doesn't like this. Me and Bonnie have watched Hotel Transylvania and oh, Hotel yeah. Transylvania 2 today. I like it. We love them both. I like it. I, I like the first one. Really good. I've not seen the second one, but I did, did quite like the first one. We've seen all three. Yeah, we Have went we? to see the third one at the cinema. Did yeah. you? Yeah. And, and Bonnie didn't well. realise that's uh, about five minutes into the uh, the film, she said, is this what we're watching? Because she thought we were watching something else. Mm. And we hadn't told her. Like yeah. We forgot to tell her what we were watching. <laughs> and then <laughs> she, she wasn't impressed. So we've, b- before we start talking about the film, something quite interesting has happened over the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Because... Um, a, a Disney film that isn't a Disney film that's been marketed by Disney but isn't a Disney film it's a Fox film this, this animated film has gone to the cinema hasn't it that Ron is it called Ron's Gone Wrong oh yeah do you not isn't, it's a bit weird isn't it like, am I out of the loop the whole situation here? of this this. Like, I, I guess we knew it was going to happen because Fox have kind of yeah. started doing these things but it, it's a really strange thing to me the way that it's been marketed and the way they're doing it because it feels like it's Disney but it's not Disney but it is Disney but it's not mm. That's all I had to say about it. You've never felt like that about pi- Pixar, though. You well, know what I mean? We, Pixar's... We've we accepted Pixar. Good. Well, it used to be. Well, yeah, you kind of, <laughs> kind of accepted Pixar because it... it there, there are... I suppose... There's no studio attached to it, though. It's not like it. It's not like it's saying, oh, it's it's this, you know, it's it's Blue Sky or anything like that. It's just... Mm. It, in fact, they're keeping all that really small in all the, all the posters and everything, so it's not mm. really clear where it comes from. It's, it's just a bit weird. I just think it's a bit weird. That's all. Strange times. Uh, We're watching Walking Dead on a Disney uh, streaming service. That is strange. The Walking Dead. We've been watching Private Practice, which, um, if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, is a spin off from Grey's Anatomy. Um, But it's really strange because it's taken two, like a couple of the characters that you know from your your Grey's Anatomy. You know, we all love Grey's Anatomy. Who doesn't? You know, McDreamy, all that sort of stuff. Never seen it. But it's taken these characters into like a, a private practice surprisingly so they're, they're doctors yeah. in a private practice you don't say but they still spend all the time in hospitals doing major surgery in, from their private practice right um, and there's a paediatrician there and kids die on this show all the time mm. they die they get seriously ill the yeah. parents go wacko no thanks this is yeah it, it's just like this utterly and, and then and now sort of five series in we're into um, drug abuse and depression and stuff. So it's just, it's, it's a really jolly, happy thing to watch. Um, and I would uh, highly recommend it if you want a good laugh and, and <laughs> like some uptime. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about some Muppets. Yeah. Now, can I just ask first about the Muppets, right? <laughs> yeah. Put your heads up if you like the Muppets. So we're all Muppet fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Big time. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm starting to wonder why. Because the last yeah. like few things they've done... I've just missed and missed and missed. Honestly, yeah. honestly, honestly, um, Muppet Christmas Carol got me when I was young, and it was that singular film. <laughs> oh no! Say it correctly. Oh, no, Lucy. I can... Say it correctly. The Muppet 
Christmas Carol. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That got me when I was young and it really got me. I absolutely love it. It's mm-hmm. still not only one of my favourite Christmas films, it's one of my favourite films ever. And so... 100 points it's got. 100 points. The characters, the dialogue, the music, everything. Just yep. fantastic. And then my other experience of Muppets, my main other experience of Muppets in recent years is uh, we watch a lot of Muppet songs and Sesame Street songs and stuff like that on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, particularly at bath time and bedtime with the daughter. But we were talking before we came on about the um, Talking Heads parody. Yeah, the Muppets Tonight. Yeah, from Muppets Tonight. That Beautiful Kirby house. And Beautiful also wife. the... Uh, Phenomenon, phenomena. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I don't acknowledge one. phenomenon yeah. with Sandra Bullock because it, it just felt like a stretch too far of, of a parody of, of the uh, the original sketch. But it was all right. Yeah. It, was, it was funny enough, but I um, like it. But just there's so many, and even like <clears throat> Happy Feet, Kermit do stuff like that. So I, so for me, it's musical numbers, and it's that. And when I sit down to watch a full episode of The Muppet Show. I don't really enjoy it. And what I enjoy is the bits, the individual bits that I could probably watch on YouTube anyway, which is the musical numbers and the odd sketch. What's that one about growing old? That's brilliant. Oh, if I could save time in a bottle. Oh, it's brilliant. Have you seen that? I'm not sure. It's um, it's a scientist and he gets younger throughout the song and he's saying, "I want if I could keep time in a bottle, I'd uh, you know do so so I could spend spend it with you. And he's mm. just singing the song, and he's getting younger and younger. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Uh, you, I'll, 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 I'll pass it to you. That's on what the, they yeah. do so well, though. The Muppets, yes, they do. It, it's, it's the whole variety, the whole, the whole mm. thing of variety that, yeah. that's that's been part of the Muppets ever since the beginning mm. is yeah. that they can do tender, beautiful moments like, yeah. like Robin uh, on, on the you know, halfway up the stairs, mm. and, and and they're just superb, and they can bring celebrities in, and I'm going to talk about this later, but they can bring celebrities in not for fleeting cameos, you know, not mm. not to find not not for us to guess where Danny Trejo is going to turn up and and do something mildly amusing, but but showcase their talents and work with these yeah. with the Muppets and do some fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. That, have it, you seen Have you seen Ralph singing? Uh, what a wonderful world to a yeah. puppy. Oh. That's all. Like, yeah. That that is yeah. the whole thing. What I said then. <laughs> that is it. That is it. It's uh, just YouTube. That mind you on YouTube. Uh, a, a lot of these Muppet clips are getting taken down bit oh. by bit. By bit they're disappearing because because uh, they're on Disney because they're on Disney Plus and they're all vanishing. I, yeah. I could do Sad. top ten favorite Muppet. Thing. I'll tell um, you something else. We used to before we were allowed in my daughter's school. They had a celebration assembly on a Friday and the. Uh, they always wanted parents to suggest a song for the people to file in. Mm. And it was always, this is a song that means a lot to me. And so people would choose that awful thing out of The Greatest Showman. And you know what I mean? Those like ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and I passionately believe this, one of the most poignant, meaningful songs that you can play to a child and get them to understand is It's Not Easy Being Green. I could write, I could retake my... A-level English literature using the lyrics of that and tell you all the reasons why that is one of the most beautiful pieces of English ever written. And so I did it. And afterwards went, and that one was chosen by uh, Bonnie's mummy. So Bonnie's mummy, do you like the Muppets then? And I was like, <laughs> the yeah. headmistress yeah, had totally missed the point and I was furious and a little yeah, bit embarrassed. I just think it's funny. I, just, I really liked it growing up and it, I was a bit embarrassed if I was honest, but uh, I wasn't going to stand up and do my speech. <laughs> and then you contrast things like that with Gonzo eating a rubber tyre 
to the flight of the bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's, mm. it's just superb. All all these yeah. just fantastic ideas mm. from these, you know, from Jim Henson, these so creative people. Yeah. And it feels like it's just lost its way completely. Yeah. I always say this, right? But all they need to do is, like, if you look back a few years before they had, like, a TV show or anything, they were just making videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And they did, like, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Or they did, like, dramatic readings of... Um, like there's one where uh, Ralph does a dra- dramatic reading of uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts. When the crypt does creak and the tombstones quake and the ghost comes over and he's like, so have you been? <laughs> and um, just like, the, it can be as simple as that, just a, just a clips show, just a sketch, mm. sketches uh, one after another. And the, the, the thing they did recently on Disney Plus, it was all right, but the sketches were drawn out and you just want these quick, punchy well, music videos and it'd be so simple. But even then, the, the thing about the show, the, the thing about the show always was, You've got these quick punchy sketches and everything, but there's still there's mm. so much heart there, mm. and, and what Muppets now lacks is any heart, mm. and it lacks a lot more as well. Humor for a, a, lot, a long part of it for me, but it, it just it, there's nothing there tying it together and making you love these characters. Yeah. And they used to be that, you know, whether it's Kermit with um, oh, what's she called the, the uh, Bernadette Peters, like mm-hmm. singing to Bernadette Peters, or you know what. Whatever it might be, there's just, there was just so much there to make you come back to those characters. Even in Muppets Treasure Island, there was, mm-hmm. for goodness sake. Yeah. And that's not a great yeah. film, but it, no. but you compare that to what's gone on since it, it's, it holds up. Um, how do you feel about that? I know this is what we're talking about, we must keep this brief, but the the Muppets with the Flight of the Concords and... Muppets Most Wanted. We might review them sometime, but what are your thoughts briefly? Uh, do you know, the first one was a nice... Return to the Muppets, but it doesn't hold up. It, it, yeah. it, musically, it's like the Concords, and I mm. and I don't mind it. Yeah, but the second one, I was thinking about this um, in the car on the way from my wing to your wing um, today, and and it it just <laughs> musically, it's like he's, they've been pulled back, and they're not they're, so they, they don't go for it in the same way as they did in the first one. The the voice acting is just it's it gets worse every film I mean it really does mm. Fozzie's not Fozzie anymore everything's about there's so much exposition involved there's so much of the things that particularly Fozzie says is there purely because they think the audience isn't clever enough to understand what's going on so they use Fozzie to point out the obvious and that just frustrates the hell out of me mm. my my biggest problem with the first Muppets uh, reboot was <laughs> um, that this whole premise of like Kermit saying uh, you know People forgot about us. We went away and they forgot about us, which would have been beautiful if that was true. But they've always kind yeah. of been around. Yeah. So they just set up this thing that hasn't that doesn't make any it doesn't have any resonance with you because they never went away. I actually yeah. really liked the first one and I think that Jason Siegel was excellent casting because of what you say about humour and pathos pathos, pathos. I think he's got it. Well and, and, and also he he's um his entire background, he, he is a massive... He, he loves the Muppets. Yeah. That's yeah. always been a big thing. That Again, Sarah, Sarah Marshall, Marshall thing. Was yeah. all, all about him and, and yeah. his puppet, yeah. as you know. And I think um, the the storyline of... Is it Oscar? Who's the... Oh, little, the new one. No, who's the little... Who's the his little friend? His brother. Uh, yeah. Is it his brother? No, I just thought it was his best friend. Best friend, brother. Yeah, him. Oh, I thought they were brothers. Is he a man or is he a Muppet? Him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Um, I, thought I, th- I think that's a really good uh, tender storyline and I think it's done quite well it's not A grade Muppets 
But I'd say it's B grade Muppets. I think it's all, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's all right. Muppets yeah. Most Wanted. No, no, no. They'd they'd had some success with the first one. They thought we need a sequel as quick as possible, and it just there are there are moments that I do find funny, but it just doesn't have the overall. Well, package. The, the fact that they that they got in um, that old crooner and and uh, and that young crooner, what's she what's she called, Lady Gaga and uh, Tony Bennett to sing one bit in one song because cameo and they were selling an album that, yeah that just said that, that this is the thing for me what i want to see in muppets is what i said before is celebrities like doing doing, doing their them. doing what they do yeah. and and getting involved and doing all that and, and doing stuff with the muppets properly what i don't want to see is this just these little fleeting cameos just there because everyone wants to be in a muppet show. i'm gonna have to say this quickly because people listening will be getting very frustrated as i would be if i was listening along um uh, it's called walter Walter. And they are brothers. Oh, okay. Right, so let's talk about <laughs> Muppets there you go. Haunted Mansion then. Um, right, so Don't we... Play, do you want to, have we got history now? No, we've no history. Okay. I, because when, there isn't any, is there? They just, they just made it. Yeah. Well, it's made it. It's been, it was made in lockdown, I think, wasn't it? Um, right, yeah. Which I think is very, very apparent when, yeah. you, when you come to the audio. Yes. Uh, I, I'd only notice that on one character. Well, Bonzo. let's just say it. No, um, well, you, um, really it's um, Waldorf. Okay. Was it Statler? I wrote it down. I, know, I think it's Statler. Statler sounds so muffled, and yeah. I thought, is he actually wearing a mask? I, I just, Gonzo, yes, all right, he's, he's a bit of a nasal character, but it was ridiculous how nasally sounded. Mm. I didn't notice that. Yeah, right, so really that. what we normally do is we talk about the story first, so should we go on to the story? Yeah, yes, well, normally the kids will do a little summary, but um, and this is quite telling. None of them were interested in this enough to talk about it, no. so they've got nothing to say. So it's going to be all us. What are we going to do about their scores? Uh, Bonnie, did Bonnie it gave a it a score, oh, and we can just. Um, out of ten. Well, she actually gave gave it one out of ten, so, we can, so we can go with that. Perfect, because Lucas couldn't get him anywhere near it. <laughs> okay. Story then. So it's, it's time to discuss how the story goes. I know it can't be worse than Oliver and <laughs> story can I delve in <laughs> go yeah. I'm, I'm going to give a, a big overview here before we get into the details I think the premise of getting them to the uh, house with it's a challenge to stay overnight in this scary house a challenge by who yeah by who T- just tell us okay, wait, okay, just let me <laughs> let me finish I think that that is a sound starting point I think that a lot of the plot points in many ways are sound plot points and that there's a skeleton there for some really talented writers to go in and do something brilliant with. But I meant there's, there's a skeleton there. <laughs> I think and like, if yeah. you just take the basic like I say plot points of the cab ride, the party going on somewhere else, the the ghost host, the magician person, you take what is basic if you were to explain the plot of this in 30 seconds, I think that is solid. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to fall apart because they do nothing effective with it. At any point, they don't take any of those plot points and push them to where they could have been pushed. That's my thoughts. Do you know what I wanted? A little while ago, you shared a link with me, Hugh, um, for uh, an episode where the Muppets go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that to be this. I I wanted this to be that. I wanted this to be... They're there in Disneyland in the Haunted Mansion. That's what I wanted it to be. Yeah, and, and uh, they get locked in after it closes. Yeah. that yeah, There's an episode of Doug 
That's exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Nickelodeon Doug. Uh, they should have done that. It just, it, it didn't need, you're right about the plot. First off, you're right. Mm. It's, it's very simplistic. It makes sense. Good. It, it's fine. And, and yeah, there's enough space for writers. My, my real problem in general with the way that this and the Muppet stuff of late has been written is that it's too written. It, it just feels, too, everything just feels too, like, polished and this there's no it's hard to get I'm going to talk about this a lot there's just yeah. no there's no there's no it's, it's like they're writing they've gone we've got the Muppets we've got this this thing and we need to labour every last little detail out of it that we possibly can um, and so the the creativity's kind of gone out the window all they're trying to do is rehash things that have happened before and this is a really fortunate thing for them because what they can then do is say well actually for it's in Haunted Mansion then there's all this Haunted Mansion stuff that we can just throw in, which means all the gags, we don't even have to write gags, it's fine, because they write themselves, because we just, we just, you know, get Miss Piggy to be Madame Leota. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Madame Pigota. I mean, I, I, I think the, East, <laughs> the Easter eggs, the homage to the Haunted Mansion, they got everything in there, and yeah. I think they got that in there quite well, but then that that's it, nobody wrote anything else, no... You keep saying the word heart, but that's absolutely it. What the final thing was, um, Gonzo being his biggest fear was being without his friends or something, but, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, or, or, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, it's about his friends, but that was so kind of just stumbled on, and it, it, you didn't get any emotion from him. There was no build up, there was nothing throughout the rest. It didn't keep going back to that other party that was going on somewhere else, his relationship with. Pepe de Bron, okay? It didn't keep, there was no build-up whatsoever. He stood in front of a mirror and someone said, this is what you're scared of. And he went, oh, you're right. Revelation, end of movie. It was really lazily done in that way. Mm. And if you think, and this is, I, I hate people who say, what would Walt do, what would Walt do? But what would Jim Henson have done with this subject? I mean, you know, what? It, I, I just feel like instantly there's, there's so much to get onto. I mean, when this whole um, him going into the house saying, "I'm not scared of anything. I'm brave enough to take on that challenge." The the filmmakers should have spent the whole movie challenging the premise that he was scared of nothing, and they didn't. It just yeah. went from room to room, going ha 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 like that. You know, there was no, there was it, it, it nothing. I want to get into a couple of specifics. Go on, right? Do it right off the That's bat. That's what you're here for. Right off the bat. Uh, now this uh, comes under music, but it's the first thing I noticed. Um, I hate dancing in the moonlight. Yes, I, although uh, yeah, there is a pos- positive to that <clears throat> version of dancing in the moonlight, mm-hmm. which is it isn't the radio ver- edit version. Which what happens in the radio edit version continuously throughout the song? Oh, I don't know. Start singing the song. Go on, I know you hate it, but go on. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, just if if you ever ever the top loader fuck, version. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my word, it's it's just cringe making. Well, hard. yeah, that that's so that's one version of the top loader version because they released it twice. The second time, it's exactly the same song. It just says "Here we go" in a really broad Yorkshire accent <laughs> oh, no. a lot of times on it. Wow, I didn't, didn't even know that. Well, I, I, I like there's a bit of funny, the moon, funny right? um, audio fade, like stereo fade, goes mm. on in it as well. There's a bit of distortion well, at one point. It's literally awesome. one of my top ten least favorite songs <clears throat> oh, like of all time, uh, along with like, um, uh, well, I won't go, go into all those. Uh, basically, anything that our neighbour sings at the top Water of his boys. voice. Hey, Waterboys. 
No. Is that song in there? No. Sweet Caroline. Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Caroline, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like a brown-eyed girl. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just going to be angering some listeners now. Uh, so there's that. And then the second thing was you're immediately reminded of Matt Vogel's voice uh, as, as the new Kermit. Now, people say quite rightly, it's not just about the voice, it's about the performance. And the, the puppetry, the muppetry is brilliant. Um, but, but, but there are other people who say... Um, uh, um, actually, um, if you listen to him, he's more like um, uh, Jim Henson's original voice. No, he isn't. He isn't. And when people say that, I'm like, are you are you I listening to something first, else? Though, but and, and, but it, I can't stand it. If, if you listen, I, if I can't. It, I, no, especially because you, you mentioned uh, Eric Jacobson uh, earlier, who does Fozzie and Piggy, and I think he's he's brilliant. I think he's I think he's spot on. I mean, even if you, even if you can hear a difference, I just think he's it's just right. There's just a gruffness but, missing from the from the, uh, just a little bit of edge in his voice that's mm-hmm. missing for me. But yeah, it, he's all right. It's, it's not so much about the performance; it's more about the scripting. You know, with, with the Muppets, uh, I'll talk about those. This, this isn't the Muppets, but with, with how the Muppets were, yeah, so much of it was was. It, the the final product was improvised around whatever it was they were doing. Mm. It doesn't feel like that. Everything no. feels scripted to the mm. to the letter. Now, if it was done in lockdown, I don't know exactly what that means for individual productions. True. I, I know that, like CG, people are literally doing stuff at home. People are sending in recordings mm-hmm. from home. And then other instances, it's just social distancing and masks. You don't necessarily know what it means, but. What what was your point? No, you're right though. You just supposed to miss so, out on riffing and stuff, yeah, don't you? Because so the, they're not all together. I the <laughs> idea of workshopping a script, and this would be the kind of mm. script that you would imagine having a table reading, have some rehearsals with, have the Muppets going around the workshops. They do the mirror thing, then, don't they? Where they just stand and do stuff in mirrors and play with it. They can't get any of that slapstick going so on. What you've said then is exactly why this shouldn't have been made and they should have delayed it for a couple of mm. years because actually they'd have made a better film. Yeah, we can't you know? do what we do, need doing to do. Doing a few Olaf things where that like they've done, which, which are relatively amusing, or, or the, uh, the the little Simpson shorts that they've done that have no dialogue in them, it's just someone's made these things. That's mm. fine. They're, they're things you can do and you can make them decent. But something like this, which is effectively a full-scale film, it might be a bit shorter, but it is. It's mm. a 50-minute film. It, it just it feels like it's lacking because it, they haven't done everything they should have done with it. Is it our Phantom Manor from Paris? Because uh, it's it's not the Florida one. It's not the sort of. It's the California New Orleans one, isn't it? Is it? It didn't look no, like it to it me. Kind of, the, the, the exterior. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it, it looks like Phantom Manor. It looks more it looks, like that, or like the Adams Family House. Type yeah, it looks a bit more. Gothic feel. Yeah, mm. of, it was yeah. De- definitely different to. The Parks ones, and the, yes. and the, the you know the, the Eddie Murphy film, it was a wooden exterior. So, but I, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, is that? I thought it's not exactly the Paris one, but it's kind of more similar to that than any of the other ones I can yeah, think, I think of. It, yeah, I thought it was. Do, just a little side note. There. Do you know what I liked? Um, that we you did the film in the order of the ride. Um, so you started in the graveyard with all the puns as you mm-hmm. queue up. You met the ghost host, and then you did the stretching room. Um, they, they did it more or less in the order, and then you go back out into the graveyard and things like that. Right. So that was that was a nod to it. I like the stretching room and, and then the, the corridor afterwards, which mm-hmm. as you go down to the, to the Doom Burgers, I thought, look, visually look good. I mean, animation, I guess it's, but yeah. visually look good. And, <clears throat> and some of those bits were great. But as, for, for me, as much as... 
in in the start, I, I cringed when when uh, Dancing in the Moonlight came on. Um, I cringed when uh, the phone call happened because I just had this thing about about the use of mobile phones in films. Mm. I, I just I can't get over it. I'm an old guy and it's it's not normal. But to me, mobile phones, Twitter, texting, all those kind of things in films and in TV feels really contrived. And yeah, it's, it's gonna, often lazy. It's going to yeah. date it as well. It's going to date it. it. Well, absolutely will. Um, and then yeah. What, I, no, I don't know what else I was going to say. I did have I did have a point. I was moving on to something, but I can't remember what. Well, while you're thinking of that, uh, as we are the singing busts at present, um, the those heads, right? Going into this, I thought I can't wait to see how they're going to do the singing busts, the grim grinning ghost singing busts. And it was the biggest letdown yeah. of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, well, I, I, I didn't know who, they, I've looked them up since, but I didn't know who they were. I just assumed it was like, oh, is this like some five-piece uh, groups, uh, uh, like mm. you know, musicians that I've never seen before? Mm. And I didn't recognise them. They looked naff. They, they just, the, the heads were just straight on. Uh, you know, there was no head movement. They were just, clearly, they just had to put the faces in there. Um I looked. Uh, I reckon there's two of them I know. And that's Pat Pat Sajak mm. and uh, Craig Robinson, who is um, Daryl from The Office. Hmm. But you know the busts. They were rubbish. That in the classroom on Muppets. That's Christmas exactly Carol. what I was just going to say. I thought exactly they were going to look like that. Yeah. They, yeah. In it fact, sh- should have been. When someone said months ago they're doing a Muppet it's Haunted Mansion, that vision just went straight. Perfect yeah. callback. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you do that? It makes no sense. Of all the options, they got five. Have a Walt there, absolutely. They got, have a Walt, yeah. but have they, a Muppet Walt. They got five random celebrities, and just were like they'll do. And like I think they've just they've done a disservice because to me that whole ride that's the centerpiece, mm. and it was the same with the, and that song as well. The same with the Eddie Murphy film. They're really good in that. Like the way they're executed is just perfect. But, and they, but, they're not but to the it's such, dance, it's such a short appearance. Hmm. And then in this, I just I was like, that's how the Henson Company. Are doing that? Mm. What a letdown! It I was, was I was angry at that point. Like, we watched it twice. The, the first time we watched it, I kind of checked out. Then, but the second time, because I was prepared for it, I enjoyed. Oh, sorry, well, I enjoyed it a bit more. It's worse than that, though, because without talking about music, but we do seem to be kind of fusing everything anyway. But yeah, from, from but they they just like shoehorned it into another song in a really bad way as well. Yes. It just it just didn't work. Well, I'll come on to it. Music. And the cameos in that scene. They like just just using everybody and anybody as a ghost. Don't matter who it is. Like, oh yeah, there you go, Alfonso Ribeiro. You be a ghost for a minute. That's great. Yeah. Oh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> Not a surprise. Yeah. 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 Come on then. You're um, always there. We'll talk about it musically when we get to music. But if we talk about the lyrics, which I think are story, there are. I mean, we always go up to Boot Hill and and read the things on there and the. The maid who kept the master happy. No, the wife who kept the master happy. The maid who kept the master happier, and mm. all that. You know all those little puns. There's so much humour there. There was no zero humour in that song, and the potential for Film. it. And well, okay, <laughs> but I mean, what they were referencing is funnier than what they actually produced, and yeah. it should be the other way around. Mm. And I thought when they did the first couple of reading the gravestones, and they're quite boring. I think the first one is. Something heavy fell on his head. The second one is, and he he lays six feet underground. I thought they're working up. These are going to get progressively funnier. We all know, I mean, you've done stand-up comedy using musical songs, and you kind of know you pull the, the audience in 
thinking that it's one genre of music and then you just sort of punch them with a, the end of the verse is funny. And that end of verse never came. And then before you know it, they're into the Grim Grinning Ghosts, which hasn't been referenced or rewritten to fit within it. You haven't gone from that song into that song because it makes sense. They've just gone, oh, and, and there's them as well. But they that should have been that whole song in. They exactly. The entire whole it should have been a, the centrepiece. Maybe mm. not the centrepiece, but it should have been like a big yeah. bit. should have been just that whole song with Muppets. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a done oh. deal. I mean... It's like, it's like they've overthought and they thought, no, no, well, let's do something. Let's get some celebrities. But like the first idea that which, which should just be, let's just do that song with Muppets. Done. Yep. Bank mm. it. Um, what do you think to the casting of him from uh, Arrested Development? Will Arnett, Will Arnett is phoning it in. Now, <laughs> n- knowing, knowing that it's made in lockdown, like I don't know who's there in the room with him. Yeah. I don't know if he's on his own or yeah. what, because uh, he looks so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He's just saying the lines. If you look at his face, it looks like he, he has no idea where he is. And he's a great performer. Yeah. He's a, Theoretically, he's such yeah. a funny he's guy. He's a great casting. If you, if you watch any interview with him, he's, he's always doing a little skit or, you know, he's, he's improvising, he's doing something he's brilliant and in this i've never seen him so lackluster and he doesn't seem to have any look at me talking like a, a shakespearean director but he doesn't have any motivation for what he's doing or why he's there no. to say the reveal at the end was Ooh, oh God, what was say his name what was the reveal that he was that he was the, the, <laughs> he was he was the, he was the MacGuffin. He was the MacGuffin. And is that even a MacGuffin? It, I thought like, a MacGuffin well, kind was, of is because he was the. Reason. It was an object. But can it be a person? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. And I don't know, but I'd, to be honest, I'd lost interest by the time the reveal came. But you, it wasn't like you could look back on the film and go, "Oh yeah," because he did that, and then he did. Ah, uh, ah. Oh. It was just. It was such an. Uh, yeah. Nothing. What, the I'm, payoff just wasn't also, worth it. Was oh, it? there's this magician, and he's asked me to do to come to this to this haunted mansion, and at the end. Oh, the guy at the haunted mansion who opened the door to me and let me in was actually the magician. <laughs> do you know? Shock the, horror. When. I mean, like I say, that I still maintain there's the beginnings of what could have been an amazing Muppet movie there. Like, so she dropped, the cab driver drops them off at the beginning and mm. is like, she's dropped people off before, but they never make it to the morning. So this has happened before. And then the, the bride has got six husbands. So there could have been a real, loads of references to all the people who've tried this before and they've failed and why they've failed and what's happened to them. Nothing. There's so much potential there. There's so much and, potential. And why, if Kermit wasn't there, did they bring then bring Kermit in as a ghost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and Piggy, Piggy's that. playing herself and, and, and Madam Pigota, which so is the, the worst, like, pun of a name. I mean, in this, the actual Muppets <laughs> could have not existed, couldn't they? they you yeah. know, it could have just been Gonzo and Pepe. And then, Gonzo and Rizzo, I'm sorry. Alex. It should yeah, have been Gonzo and Rizzo. But I, I, yeah, I want to say some positive things now because we've, okay. we've been ragging on this, but I love Pepe the King Prawn. I do love Pepe. He's hilarious. It does, he, don't have to, he doesn't even have to have funny lines and he's just he's just funny, okay? Isn't he? he yeah. Is. Um, yeah. Yes. I like the uh, two skeletons who do the da-da-da-da. Oh, well, gosh, I, I wanted to like them. That premise was funny, but their delivery was... like They, they, were, they were over... Over saying the lines and uh, I just Maybe they knew and, and they over, were the... overlaid visually as well and not actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but every time they came out, I thought oh, that 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 should be funny. That and it isn't. And I think that was a performance thing. Yes, but I think I, I think that's because of the way it was made. 
uh, it's not quite working. The ballroom dancing vignettes I like, so it cuts to each little couple and there's a little funny a, interchange. That is, that is the best callback in, in the whole film for me, when, that, when they showed that, because it's from the original... TV series, isn't it? It's from the Muppet Show TV series where they all dance and, and they tell they tell little jokes and they go. Oh, I didn't again. know that. Yeah, yeah. So and and, and the, I can't remember the name of the couple, but they're one of the the man, man and woman Muppet yeah. couple. They they are they are very much used in those in those scenes in the first series of the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I really I liked that bit because it was a, a real a proper callback mm. and done quite effectively for a change. <laughs> yeah. Few so, and far between there. So there were some good bits. Did you like um, Fozzy as the uh, hat box? Uh, do you um, know? I didn't know. I didn't really know about that hat box ghost until we watched the Imagineering thing yeah, recent, recently, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a nod to that. Uh, yeah, as far as the ride, like it was very true to the ride. Mm. Yeah. I liked that. It's a very good homage to the ride because, like, the Eddie Murphy film isn't so much, is it? It's just you know, it's oh, like don't. a. I don't know. They there's, have all, they have all the bits but, there. But it does have all the bits, doesn't it? Does yeah. it? They yeah. have the stretching room. I can't remember if you did that. I don't no, think no, it has no, the stretching no, room. No. See, I watched that film before I'd been on Phantom Manor, so I didn't know. I think sorry. as well, it, obviously, we, we're we more familiar with the Paris Phantom Manor, which yeah. does have some differences. There's a lot of similarities, but it has some differences. I like... Uh, um, Busts in, in Phantom Manor as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm skipping to the end now, but I do like that when they're in the cab on the way home, there's the hitchhiking ghosts yeah. with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's all right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I've got on story, though. Should we score it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Go on, then. Well... I, I guess I'm starting because I just said well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the story's pretty basic. Um... I think I don't have any notes. I'm just, I just, I gave it a seven. Wow! Because um, there's, there's enough for me to. I, I'd, I'd watch it again, basically, uh, because th- there's enough little bits going on. Uh, it's, does the story deserve seven? Six. There. <laughs> there is. I still maintain there are the bones of something. Oh, bones. Burns of something brilliant here, and I really want them to remake it. Like next year, I want them to start <laughs> again. Take take what's good and remake it because there really is some good stuff here. They could do Tower but, of Terror instead. Oh yeah, but they just Scarlett Johansson's doing that. Yes, I know. She's yeah, back yeah. on. Um, but it just <clears throat> it, they drop every single ball at every junction. The only thing that is good is what's come from the ride. And you have to recognise that and the way that they've integrated that. So I'm going to go for a five, and I think I'm being very generous. Would I watch it again? That's the thing that, that's got me thinking after you said that. I would. I, I, yeah, I would, because Gonzo and Pepe. Not for any other reason. Gonzo isn't great in it. Gonzo's not... Mm. But yeah, I would. But it's middle of the road, isn't it? It doesn't deserve more than a five. It's middle of the road. Do you know... Um, was saying like, would you watch it again? Um, I definitely would, but it would it's, it would be a more of a like, uh, oh, it's Halloween. I will pop it on in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, like at Christmas, there's certain things I'll put, I'll put on while I wrap the presents, but I'm not that bothered about. It. But I, I like it enough to have it on in the background. Yeah, it it's, it would become that for me. But mm. I'd never sit down and be like, oh, rubbing my hands together. Got to watch this every year. <sighs> what a shame because it could have been that animation then. 
City of Angels. Well, for starters, <laughs> like, I, I'm going to start with the positive now, Hugh, because like, you, you had to bring us back positive because we've been quite... And nice. I never do that. Um, the Let's just take a minute to appreciate the skill involved in puppetry. Bonnie did say at one point, oh, I've worked out that they do this and, so, and they're doing that and that's how they move that. And then we talked about them having it above the head and practicing in mirrors and stuff. And you do, and if you really watch the minute gestures of some of these characters, it really is a brilliant art form mm-hmm. and they are the best at it. So kudos for that. And then I'm going to say, but, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, it's all right. Go on, talk about that. No, it's good. No, just a very, very little thing I was going to say was they were the best at it. Um, um, uh, but no, carry, carry on, and I, and I will have my rant in a yeah. moment. Yeah, uh, but I was going to say, and I'm going to use technical terms now. Some of the compositing here was absolute feces, <laughs> and I mean I don't really know what I'm talking about. But just say, I just watch Corridor Crew and think I do. But basically, just putting layers on layers and using green screens to do things, and then making them look like they're in the same room. They were just. Absolutely awful. Are, are, <laughs> are we looking at this the wrong way? Is it like, oh, it's lockdown, what can we do? This will be quite easy, we can Maybe layer it up. They haven't marketed did. it as that, though, have they? Mm. No. They have not promoted this as we did. Do you remember when, again, the Olaf things, when they did those shorts, they said, do you know what we've done? We've had all this time and people have been working on these different things, so we've done a load of shorts with Olaf. He, he doesn't talk in them, but we've done these shorts and, and they're pretty funny and they're cute. Yeah. Have a look at what we've been doing. That's what they did with that. With mm. this, they've said, oh, we're going to take these two great things and we're going to put them together in a fantastic film. They haven't said, but we're going to spare every expense and mm. the audio is going to be recorded on people's iPhones with an earpiece in. That's, you know, it's not, that isn't what they sold it as and, and therefore, no, we shouldn't be looking at it like that. Okay. And with the, <laughs> the, I mean, he's calling him special effects as a stretch, but the, the compositing in mind, and again, I've got to keep reminding myself this for lockdown film, is what is so wonderful about other Muppet films that we've seen is there's a limit to what Muppets can do and where they can do them and how they can do them. And I really like watching them work within those limits. Like the fact that, that for the um, London scenes, they had to build like tracks, you know, when they did Muppet Christmas Carol tracks for them to dance Return down. Return of the Jedi as well. Like, not, yeah, no, I meant the, no, it is Return of the Jedi, isn't it? They, and Dagobah. Yeah. No, the other one, Empire. Yeah. So they're, they're like, <laughs> they build things up. And, and the way that then the human beings interact with that and, and often it just... I think that is a plus, not a minus. But what they've done here is they've not given any deference to that whatsoever and they've just used digital compositing for basically everything all the time. And um, I think there's a charm that disappears when they do that. Hmm. It comes back to, uh, to to the Jurassic Park quote, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they're so too busy thinking about whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think whether, whether or not they, they should. should. Uh, That's not the first time you've said that. No, it's not. It's, it's not a, at all. It's a really good quote. But it, it, it frustrates the hell out of me because what what 
what the Muppets are all about is the, how they push the boundaries with what they're doing and what they've got. And as soon as CGI became involved in it, in Muppets Most Wanted, and you've got Fozzie walking with legs. As yeah. soon as that happens, and it isn't like... Because they have done that in the past, obviously, but using puppetry or using animatronics, and it's different. But as soon as they start doing things in this kind of way, it just takes away from it all. This isn't about creativity at all. It's not about artists at, at the peak of their game, like you said about puppetry. It's not about that. It's about making a book from an IP. And, and that, for me, the uh, the visual effects just scream that. They, they just, they're just not doing their job because basically they've just gone, we're going to, build, we're going to put this film out and it's going to make us lots of money. And that, and that is it for me. And the thing is, Frust- these it days, me. it is cheaper to just do it all on green screen than it is to build a soundstage with, on two levels. And you so, don't want that. You, you, you want all that. Yeah, ta- you know? tactility. Oh yeah, like if this was, if this was like a physical set and you could, like you could really just like it would be so different. But you know what? Generally. I, I wasn't picking up on this as much as you guys. I, I I thought it was a visual feast. There you are. You're both just looking at me. Yeah. Um, I did. I did, like. Um, I didn't mind the kind of composited nature to it. It kind of just felt a bit cartoony. Maybe it's because uh, I'm excusing it because we're currently in a a uh, a screen where I've just done a few layers <laughs> and like this, what what I've done with this uh, video like sorry listeners uh, it's superior just, uh, yeah no it's um it's kind, it's kind of it's kind of has, it has a similar aesthetic to the, the actual thing we're talking about yeah but we're not we're not doing it to try and I, mm. I think the motive's different we're, yeah. we've done this for a little bit of fun mm-hmm. mm. and it doesn't it's, but it's look, look the same for me. No. It's not. I liked the things like the stretching corridor as the uh, as is you know and it sort of twists and uh, I liked that I loved that big monster at the bottom of the spiral staircase mm. even though it was just like a it's not some eyes and a mouth in the darkness so just it was really muppety even though it was digital mm. it still had that muppet quality to it uh, and there's certain things I did like certain things but, mm. but Hugh, mm. if you take that ride and the Imagineering that went into building that ride and the illusions that they, like the, the century old illusions that they used to do things like the ghost in the, in the, um, in the hall. Yeah, Pepper's and, ghost. And you marry that with the Muppets and what that done, that, that should have been a marriage made in heaven. Oh, yeah. All of that and th- those techniques, bringing all those different techniques together. If they'd done this, in the 80s and mm. you know it would have been yeah an absolute spectacle but because you can do things on the cheap and, and i know it's not just about that it is about lockdown as well without a doubt that has that has had an effect on it but because you know the the production technique is and and, and the money being plumbed into it is more about okay look we can do this and we can do it really cheaply and you know and we can still put out a good film a, a good film great you can put out a good film it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's what it should be. It just, it just doesn't deliver at all for me visually. It I really just, just doesn't want to ask, um, and I don't know the answer to this at all. I'll go look it up after we finish recording. But who's kind of managing um, the Muppets at the moment? Because I know the Jim Henson Productions. Does that mean they've got their own producers and directors and their own in-house writers and their own? Um, I mean, I know they've got their own puppeteers and voice talent and things. But when we did the Muppet Christmas Carol, what we learned is that the script had been written by someone that had taken off the Muppet show who had been writing for Kermit the Frog for 20 years. 
and they it was a family that dealt just with the Muppets, with the mm. Muppet humour, with the Muppet visuals at the time. Now, I suspect, I don't know this, that now that it's been bought by Disney, it's treated very much like any other franchises in that they're just bringing people on for projects rather Absolutely. than using people who have an affection. Do you, do you think at any point in all of this that, that the, the people at Disney who deal with musicals mm. and stage shows mm. have ever thought... You could take the Muppet Show and those characters and that, and you could do a musical that would just sell itself. Like honestly, it would. Mm. There's there's so many opportunities with this with this as a as a franchise, mm. and they just I don't think they understand how to use it. I don't think they understand, mm. and possibly there's there's pushback from the Henson side of things as well. You know, they've ended up in this with you know belonging to this massive business mm. and. And maybe it's it's pushed a bit too far. I don't know, but there's something just not right, is there, in in, no. in that relationship that that's holding them back, or I don't know. I don't know. I think again, the art direction that related to the ride itself um, was very good, but it, it's pre-ordained. You know what I mean? The the uh, scenery the wallpaper the props they're all it's already done for mm-hmm. them if they if they muck that up there's something wrong but i didn't find anything that particularly took it beyond Do you know, thinking about it now i'm thinking about the graveyard at the start and you get all those cameos everyone's everyone's just facing forward aren't they mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's and then at the end they show them all just like yeah just their houses, everyone's, everyone's just stood in a room looking at a camera like and there's no like there's certain bits where like you can just see exactly how it's been made. But if they said that, don't you don't you think if they come out and said, "Look, yeah, we've used this time to do this and show you, you know, you've mm. seen all these different things being done. You've seen these Disney concerts where people are just singing in the living room. Mm. Look what look what we've done mm. with this medium, you know, with with Zoom. If they did a if making of, you'd be like, wow. And Alfonso Ribeiro was in his kitchen with the green screen like we are. We'd gone. Do you know what what they've achieved is amazing. Yeah, but. I feel like it's it's been oversold. Um, mm. I feel like we've we've been lied to about what it is, and and and, and it's the and writing such... though. It's the writing. There's no excuse for that really, other than like I say, workshopping. Yeah. And improv. Yeah. There you go. Should we mark the visuals? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go. Obviously, I I would overstate if I said this is awful. It looks like a pile of steaming feces. It doesn't. It looks perfectly good. It could have looked so much better. And they missed the trick with the medium that they're meant to be using. So I'm going to give it a six. I will. Th- this is the main reason I'd watch it again. It's just uh, there's enough there, you know, enough pieces of it t- to hold my interest. Mm. So I'm going to give it a seven. It's middle of the road. So I was going to give it a five. But I've actually, by criticising what's the, the way in which it's being pulled together and what I just said a moment ago about about what they what they've actually achieved in terms of doing this in people's houses and stuff, I think it deserves an extra mark just for the effort of that. So maybe I need to look at it a bit differently. So I'm going to give it a six. That brings us on to music. We really should have moved our heads from side to side in oh. rhythm then, but we didn't. We, we don't have I was doing it and I thought, they're going to pick up eventually. 
my neck's clicking every time I do that. Can you hear that? No. Hopefully the mic isn't picking it up either. <laughs> uh, uh, mm. Go on. So what, what I want from a Muppets film yeah. is catchy, memorable music that you're going to take away with you forever. <laughs> Most of the Muppets films yeah. have at least one song in that you Including the most recent ones. In, yeah, inclu- including mm. we're doing a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What this film forgettable. doesn't have is that. It's got nothing. And then the only <laughs> other thing I want to say about music is this. The song in the hall is the most unnecessary thing in the world. I mean, it needed a song there, but it which, doesn't which, work. Which one's that? The, that massive number that goes oh, on okay. for 25 minutes. That's the and finishes like The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. That's the bit that annoys me. Like, I, I don't need a callback to The Muppet Show. They're The Muppets. I get that. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need to do a really poor callback to The Muppet Show because you don't know how to end the song, so you're just going to finish it the same way as they've done it. And that is it. That's all I've got to say about music. I did not like any of it. Right. I'm going to go back to that word potential again because where the chose mm. to have the song at the beginning... Um, the way that came in, being slightly gothic, and we're going to read the gravestones. So much potential there for a, like a Marley and Marley esque thing. For so much humour in the lyrics, um, and you've got the if you're then saying the ghosts are going to. It starts by saying, "Don't wake them up because they're unstoppable." This is the guy from Glee. The guy mm. from Glee. Um, I can't remember. It. It's in the lyrics, but don't wake them up because they're unstoppable. You could have then had a big, as it were, dance number with Muppet ghosts and human ghosts, and you could have had them... They've got some, like, say, famous faces, talents, etc. Like you said, they could have been doing what they're good at. You could have been making something of that. And nothing happened, and it was there, and nothing happened. The music just stayed at the same tempo. The tune was forgettable. It just modelled on. I could have done better for my GCC music. I've already talked about how the <laughs> fact that it inexplicably then goes into um, Grim Grinning Ghost. I do mean that, by the way, because we'd be given tasks like, in our GCC music, saying we want you to do something in in E minor because it's a sinister key and I want you to do sinister music. And it's meant to be prompts. And I feel the level of melody there was someone being given a GCC... Or maybe that was another Mm. A-level music. That does sound a bit hard for GCC. But it was like an A-level music prompt. There you go, and do that. And so we'd, we'd... you know, we'd compose something slightly gothicy, and mine were awful because I was rubbish at it. And that, and my, that's what it sounded like was one of my A-level compositions. I counted like three songs really, which is uh, that opening number, and dancing uh, in the moonlight. Well, there's that as well. Um, there's the Kermit-led big centerpiece one, and then mm. there's that like together for eternity one. That's that's kind of it, isn't it? Mm. And they're all forgettable. Yeah, uh, the Kermit. Music hall one, uh, that swinging. I can't, I can't remember what style it is. All I know is uh, it's a little bit honky tonk. Yeah, all, all I know it wasn't really um, moody or, or atmospheric, which you would expect for this film. Um, it also had a job. Th- to that do. was all right, but yeah, the tone. There's there's not tone to it that felt appropriate. That song had a job to do, and it was to convince Gonzo to stay with them for eternity. Mm. Now it should have. I know this wasn't the musical style, but. In terms of that, it had a lot in common with Be Our Guest. 
or something it like that. It started like that, didn't it? It's, yeah, it should have been like Be Our Guest. Proudly present your afterlife or something like that, wasn't it? Wasn't that, wasn't that the yeah. actual dialogue? And they, they had so much to draw on. They had the Be Our Guest thing, they had the music hall thing, they had all the rich history of doing music halls. You've got all the musical theatre that's ever been done by doing persuasive songs, persuasive songs that turn into great big show numbers. Every blooming musical's got them. Just look at Kinky Boots. Take the end of the first act of Kinky Boots. That's what it should have been like. And it was just so lifeless. The tempo was dull. The lyrics weren't funny. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't crescendo. That kind of song, it it was made to crescendo. You know, that starting with a single person singing in a music hall and then having the full cast join, mm-hmm. it should have been gigantic and it wasn't. It fell on its backside. I'm so cross about it. And then there's that big problem, that, well, not problem, that big thing that we said right at the start, which is that Buddy Baker... <laughs> wrote a really, really good song for The Haunted Mansion and they didn't use it. Mm. Yeah. Not not in the right way. Um, I just I just I couldn't remember Buddy Baker's last name, so I just looked it up um, and I put in Grim Grinning Ghosts, but I made a slight spelling mistake and I put Grim Grinning, Grim Grinning Goats and now I really want to hear a song, that version of that song with Grim Grinning Goats instead because I think it'd be quite fun. Can but, I just say there was one thing I didn't mention in Story that did make me laugh, that was The Screaming Goat. Every time he came, oh, yeah, in. I forgot about that. Forgot that was the yeah, that was funniest funny. thing in the whole film. Well, that's film. A, that's the final thing that punctuates the end. It's like <laughs> at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Dancing in the Moonlight comes back, so I have to endure it again because uh, because everyone loves a, a good uh, cast to dance along at the end of the uh, film. Yeah, and everyone looks weird, don't they? Everyone's everyone just looks a bit odd. And I blame something about Mary for that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and also that that version of it. Um, a bugbear of mine is when uh, uh, is when the harmonies are louder than the melody, mm. and it is in this version of this of that song. Well, they really push up the volume of whoever's <laughs> singing at the time, whoever's on the screen at the time yeah. as well, yeah, like yeah. every single time, which is just mm. awful. And that thing where Will Arnett jumps up and down like he's a DJ. Do you yeah. remember uh, during the end credits? I just made my skin crawl. Thing is. Um, I mean, for a, fam- for a family audience, I'm not going to say I love it and that thoroughly entertains me, but for a family audience, it's a thing and it's fine and the mm. kids like it and it's easy. I couldn't get my kids to watch it. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie wasn't bothered by it's it. It's easy for them to do. I can forgive them that ending um, because, I mean, it's just... You know what I mean? We, if if the film fails in so many ways, and they do this kind, I mean, you can't say that that ending failed. I'm not saying it was good or original, but it did what it needed to do. Mm. Um, but I just because I think all three of us are so passionate about musical theatre from the inside, and also the wasted opportunity. You take the Muppets and the Haunted Mansion, which are two of my favourite things of all time, and put them together. I'm like, yeah. Come on. I'm mean, genuinely excited for it. The disappointment. The, the, yeah. the, the songwriters they've got at their disposal, though, I mean, simply, they've, they've got a contract with Lin-Manuel Miranda and who are the married couple who do Frozen? Yeah, them. Them. Jennifer Lee. Mr. Mrs. No, Jennifer. that's the director. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. What, what's the face? <laughs> Is it Rodriguez? Yeah. Gomez? I'm sounding a little bit... We could very easily check this. Yeah. Um, they've got people like that, but they've also got... They've got 
musicals in the parks and they, they've, they've got the people on hand and they did not send their big guns into this because they obviously didn't want to spend the money. They could have used a bunch of songs from things that they've already done. Robert and Christian Anderson Lopez. Lopez. There we are. Um, one other thing then for me is is the sound quality. It's so inconsistent because of how it's recorded. I didn't notice that either. It's massively inconsistent. I didn't, didn't notice. You see, Chris going in, I had no idea that this was a lockdown film. I probably could have worked it out. And I actually, I perhaps have been a bit harsh on it because I didn't look at it as it yeah. was. But like you keep saying, it's not advertised as such. And if it's not, it should hold up. And it yeah, doesn't. I agree. I agree. Score it. Yeah. It's middle of the road. I'm giving it a five. Music. Two. I was fear. I was. Cr- I was actually cross. I was actually cross. The music wasn't better. Wow. Because that I, I started this whole show off saying my favorite thing about the Muppets is the music videos online, mm-hmm. and it's always song based. It's always music based, and that's what I associate with them. And it was garbage. <laughs> Two. I've given it a five because uh, it's just just forgettable. Um, yeah. But nothing's actually bad in the moment. It is. It's just I just find it all forgettable. So five. There we are. Do we need to know what Bonnie said? Yes. Uh, now, Bonnie, funnily enough, we said, well, well, I said, what would you give out of ten? Uh, and she said seven. <laughs> oh. Uh, so she, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, not sure how true that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. She could have given it four and then, uh, eight, I mean, then she'd have given it four out of five. That would have been good. So I've got a score for it. Good. Let me just double check it. Talk about something. Um, have you got IMDb on there? Do, do, do oh yeah, go on then. I've got. I, I already got IMDb up in case you wanted to check names. Six point six. Now wow. that is low for IMDb. We it's know high it. is that though? I think. Mind well, there's not many reviews yet. Let it? me get Rotten Tomatoes up because you get professional critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Three and a half thousand people have reviewed it so far. I think that said. I will look. Oi. For you. Oi. Um, are you guessing? Where are you guessing this is? I can't remember I think what we've scored things. I think it's 55, something like that. Ooh. Um, just oh, our score, you mean? No, no. No, I, I, just, so I think it's going to be slightly above um, Oliver and Company, but not by much. Right, the... Oh, oh I am stunned. I am stunned. I don't think we know anything, guys. The critics have given it 83%, but it's only based on 23 reviews. Here's the thing, though. I I think... Are we that... critics? Can we get registered on this? Probably. <laughs> we are critics. Yeah, we are. I, I think that possibly there's a bunch of people who've got into the Muppets from Muppets... Um, Muppets From the now. Muppet film, from Muppets Most Wanted, from Muppets Dot, and from Muppets Now... And uh, and maybe for that group of people, this is fine. Mm-hmm. I saw someone on Twitter it, saying before it's like, we... a, it's like episode one to three, isn't it? It's, it's, it's that kind of thing. A new generation, new generation. of people mm-hmm. like what they see. Yeah. Someone Sorry, on Twitter mean. said um, they they think that this before we watched it that Muppet Haunted Mansion is the best thing the Muppets have done in recent years. And I thought, oh, I'm really looking forward to watching this. Well, they were wrong. Um, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 63, so the audience don't like it as much. There's more than 100 ratings. Mm. But I'm surprised at the critics. But perhaps they're taking it on on the fact that it is a lockdown film yeah. and what's been done with that. If if you think about it from that point of view, then you you have to give it some credit for that. But if you think about it as an entertainment and uh, yeah, 
and all the horrible things that it does wrong, then how, how can you score it that high? Well, we gave it 54. Wow, that was... Uh, I think that's right. I think, I think 54 is very That is cool. one less than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Mm, uh, two, yeah, okay. two less than Toy Story... Two less than Toy Story 4. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, what else we got around the, there? See, that Toy Story One more than the Black Cauldron. Now, you see, I've watched the Black Cauldron again many, many times since I first first watched it, since we reviewed it. Can't and get through it. I would still watch it again. It's the same as Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was bad. And unnecessary. I forgot unnecessary we even made. reviewed mm. that one. It came out of Mr. Toad 53. But what, I think what upsets me the I most... Watched, I watched Ichabod the other day, and... Uh, yeah, I think we scored it fair. It's on uh, the most recent Animators Reacts episode of Corridor Crew. Ooh. Uh, Ichabod. Oh, they all, although they all call it Ichabob, and it really Bob. bugs me. Once one of them starts it, they all call it Ichabob. <laughs> I think what upsets me the most about this one is the potential. And if you'd told me beforehand that we'd be watching it and we'd be giving it 97, I would have believed you because the the potential is so great. And I think that just makes the disappointment worse. I think if I'd never seen anything the Muppets had done, I might have scored... Well, I would have scored this a lot higher. But it's just not up to what it should be. But it's better than The Wizard of Oz. The Muppets, Wizard of Oz. Oh, I was going to say The Muppets. It's better than The Muppets, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. (laughs) It is. It just is. Uh, And it's probably comparable with The Muppets in Space or Muppets from Space as well. Yeah. Which isn't great. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Shame, innit? Did you want to... You put a thing out on Twitter, didn't you? Oh, yes, but also uh, Cry Factor. Oh, yeah, sorry, Cry Factor. You, you, I completely forgot. I, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. He really loves it. I don't know why we just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's Cry Factor. One. <laughs> and you get that for turning up yeah because uh, I, I cry at anything and there's nothing in this like I'll cry at like something where I think ooh that caught me by surprise for such a you know an inoffensive like half an hour TV episode or something there's nothing in this nothing like even the bit where he realises he needs his friends or you know he doesn't have to be the amazing Gon- uh, the great Gonzo to be great was it amazing or great the great Gonzo oh, to be great um, there's just nothing like like because there's no heart to it. Oh, I want to reduce my scores. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so cross about it all. So yeah, mm. that's it. So oh yeah, so we, um, we I did actually put uh, the call out on Twitter and we got a, a handful of responses. Let me just switch accounts here, guys. Right. So um, I know that Bob said. <laughs> 40 minutes in and not a titter. <laughs> the only thing I enjoyed so far is reference to the ride. Got to the end and the best thing was the talking red herring. What a disappointment. Not for me. Yeah. Um, David, at David Wrights, says, uh, he's changed his name to Grave Id Frights. Grave Id Frights. I changed mine to Huge Brains. I do that, I do that every year. Yeah. He says, well, I loved it. It was never going to be close to Christmas Carol, but it was a good 49 minutes of Muppets riffing on an iconic ride. It had what I wanted. Funny gravestones, stretching portraits, authentic rooms and quotes from the ride. The in-jokes and cameos were spot on. We didn't really talk about the cameos, cameos in general, did we? I just said I don't like cameos. I, mm. I, I, it just frustrates the hell out of me that just people just want to be on 
for a split second. For well, just, look, you see, thing I've is, got to an age now when I don't, where I don't know where, uh, who anyone is yeah, anymore, yeah. and I'm, I'm, but I've also got to that same age where I don't care. Yeah. So I, I don't go, oh, I must look up who they are. I just go, don't know who they are, don't care. But again, they've littered it with cameos because it's a lockdown film. And, and yeah, it's if, easy. If there's one thing sure about everything that yeah. was produced during lockdown, it, there was as many celebrity cameos as you could get because everyone sat there and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I, the fact that he said, I loved it, and then listed the, the bits from the rides, the Easter eggs, the quotes from the rides, the stretching room, all that kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's that's what they did well, but There's that was already it, yeah. there. Yeah. That was already there. Andrew says, uh, watched it last week. It's good, not great. Despite saying they were not going to explain the jokes, it would have probably helped. Because <laughs> there's a bit where, where they explain one joke and a ghost says, we're not going to do that for every joke. Uh, it says, lots of Easter eggs and I'm sh- uh, that I'm sure I missed made me giggle a couple of times. But in the end, Waldorf and Statler were right. Yeah. Uh, mm. Part of Our World says, absolutely loved it. Uh, my kid keeps reenacting the John Stamos scene. I don't know who <laughs> John Stamos is. I sat either. at a table with a king prawn. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, it's Excel Thoughts. Is that it? And then um, <laughs> Mark, uh, the fam years, says, uh, I don't get this. Pum, 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 ta dum. Bum, bum, bum. To them. That's what the skeletons did. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it might be that, but yeah. yeah. I think I think that's everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Andrew also says, uh, you might have to explain this to me. Worth noting, this has not made me like Darren Chris any less. That's a glee guy. Still a great talent. I thought it might have meant him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I really slagged off that section. He he was fine. It's a shame for him he wasn't given a better song to do. It was, it was a nice performance from him in that, yeah. in that number, I think. It, it did, just, it did the best with number. the sewage he was given to work with. <laughs> Wow. Sorry. There we go. And on that note... <laughs> it's been a grim episode. I know, but I was so cross about it. Do you know, well, like... Um, some people don't like negative reviews, and this has been pretty solidly negative. Damning. So if you've stuck with us, like, we're very grateful. Especially especially if you disagree, because it's very... Like, if you love something and someone just slags it off for the entire episode, it's very difficult to listen to. I'm the same with Toy Story 4. All the podcasters were loving it, and I was just... I couldn't listen to a single one, because I just thought, what did you think you just watched? It, it's not often <laughs> that, that we all solidly agree and slag off in uh, a film in this way but if you'd enjoyed it and you'd like to see us do that again or, or listen to us do that again go and find our um oliver and company episode because that's full of it and if well. you want to listen to us being really enthusiastic and gushing then a couple of weeks ago we did zootopia and we loved that yeah we did we did or uh, in a few weeks you can well you can listen to it now if you want but listen to our uh, muppet christmas carol we did mention you know a spoiler that we gave it the full marks and we, we've never done that before or since so uh, I want to cry at how perfect that film yeah. is. And also, if you want to take something that you really like, 37 Disney Street, and something else that you really like, The Haunted Mansion, you could go back to our DLP Halloween episode from last year where we did a full walkthrough of Deep Dive. Mother. Did a deep dive. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame we weren't in this situation. I know. I wonder what we'll do next year. Mm. Well, I probably- Probably just do this again. I, yeah, I want to keep doing this. I don't think this can be beat. Talking heads. Best. It's good. Right. Change the background a bit. So, what else do we need to talk about? Back with Big, Big Hero 6, probably in, what, two weeks' time? Yeah. Fortnite yeah. today. Unle- unless, like, I don't know, one of us breaks a leg or something. Oh, <laughs> just don't. It's been, I mean, talk about Grim. 
Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, there's also stuff on the YouTube channel. You can find us on all kinds of social medias uh, under at 37 Disney Street or something like that. Search for us, you'll find us. Um, Lucy, have you got any new videos coming? I've got one that's half edited, but it looks like it's going to be a long one. It's a Village Nature uh, review. There we go. So that to come as well. Um, and that's it, really. We'll see you um, next time. Bye, pals. Bye. Bye. Bye.